The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about some changes in analytics and their impact on your MarTech stack. Joining us is Hugo Lorio, who is the partner at 55, which is a global MarTech consultancy that empowers brands to unite and fully optimize siloed data across all channels to drive business results. Yesterday, Hugo and I talked about Google Analytics for pandemonium. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about future-proofing your MarTech stack. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Hugo Lorio, the partner of 55. Hugo, welcome back to the MarTech podcast. Thanks for having me on that session. Excited to have you back on the show. You know, yesterday we talked about the pandemonium behind Google Analytics 4 in that every marketer on every website around the known world is going to have to swap out their GA tags for new tags. If you're using Google Tag Manager, that's not so complicated. Your triggers are still going to work, but you just have to swap out some code for your tags. But if you're not using a tag manager like GTM, you got some work to do. So let's talk a little bit about avoiding making migrations like this more difficult in the future. What are some of the suggestions you have for marketers to future-proof their MarTech stacks? Future-proofing the marketing technology stack implies that you know what you want to do in terms of measurement and activation. So you have to ask yourself, what are the priority use cases you want to achieve as an organization? And what are the underlying assets that you can leverage, especially the first-party data you have access to? It's very, very different to future-proof your marketing technology stack when you are a CPG company with very limited information about your consumers. And when you are like a telecommunication behemoth where you have loads of information about everybody who uses your service. So it's really a question of understanding what information you have access to and how to make sure that you can leverage it in the future. I understand that there's a difference between future-proofing when you're a small company or a large enterprise. The good news is if you're a large company, you probably have a team of people or at least a headcount or two responsible for just managing your MarTech stack. Your marketing operations team is going to be there to make sure that all the plumbing works within your organization. Yeah, it's incredibly complicated. 
when you're working at a less resourced company, do you don't have somebody that is dedicated full time to making sure that your MarTech stack is operational? What are some of the basic things you could do to avoid unnecessary migrations or give yourself the flexibility to swap tools out as you see fit? Well, trying to minimize how many distinct point solutions you try to make working together is usually a good solution. With so many companies that have like a CRM system and a customer data platform and a DSP and like a tech management system and an attribution modeling partner, the more technologies you try to stitch together, the harder it is to make it work today and the harder it is to make it work tomorrow with all the uncertainty we have on how third-party data will be available. So our recommendation to smaller companies would be to keep it simple and make sure that the basics they have with their CRM and the primary provider of website traffic, so typically Meta, Google Ads, are properly handled. So there's a question of right-sizing. If I'm a small, medium, growth-stage company, overbuying your technology often creates more complexity. Maybe you don't need a CDP yet. You can get away with just a CRM. At some point here, we all like to plug our tools together and, hey, this is the MarTech podcast. We're here to duct tape and glue things together and try to get data to pass to multiple systems. And that's a big part of what makes modern marketing effective. So how do you think about the trade-offs here of, well, there's incremental value coming from adding a new piece of technology into my stack, but when I do that, I'm creating more risk. When you're going through the integration process or you're vetting whether you should add a piece of software or not, how do you make the decision not only based on what the immediate business impact is, but also what some of the long-term integration pain points might be? Well, probably two things. One, think about one single killer use case that this new piece of technology would solve. I think one of the main reasons why data management platforms eventually failed is because they were not good at solving one specific problem. They could do a lot of different things potentially, but there was not one single thing that they were really good at. On the opposite, if you look at the tech management system, and we discussed the tech management systems yesterday, they are very good at solving one specific pain point, which is like tag orchestration. So you should think about what exactly this new piece of technology is solving that you cannot do without it. And once you are clear that it actually solves a major problem, then you should think about the additional maintenance cost of adding something that is not part of a stack. I know we always have the question of like going full stack versus having point solutions. That's really like a key question to ask yourselves. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. 
No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So how do you evaluate what the potential future pain points are when you're thinking about adding a point solution? And how do you weigh that against just going with something that's more of a platform play? Well, that's what vendor assessment and RFPs are for. Usually, it's better to go full stack if you can, but you have to be very careful what you call full stack. Some vendors have been notorious for calling themselves full stack while it's just adding a new piece of acquisition in their broader stack. So sometimes going full stack doesn't mean that you have to just like flip a button in order to implement the new functionality, but that's most of the time it's the most effective solution anyway. So you mentioned the notion of platform versus point solutions. That's sort of an easy thing to evaluate when you're starting from scratch. When you already have an existing set of point solutions, how do you weigh the potential technical challenges that you're going to have in the future? And how do you evaluate whether you should move everything to more of a platform or continue to manage the existing point solutions that you have? you should evaluate with your existing vendors because usually your CRM will be with Salesforce or your web analytics will be with Adobe and you want to consider moving full stack, like keeping full stack or going to point solution. You can evaluate if the additional piece of technology you want to add is really integrated in the stack and whether or not you will have to maintain additional solutions in place in order to make it work. So DMP, CDP, stack management system, A-B testing solutions of those technology vendors, you can easily assess if they are easy to integrate or if they will actually require you to keep the maintenance separate pretty much the same way as adding a point solution. It's really like on a case-by-case basis, to be honest. Are there certain classes of technology that you see being more volatile Obviously, the newer platforms are going to have more frequent changes because there's rapid innovation. I'm assuming that, well, CRMs generally stay relatively static, but CRMs, CDPs, DSPs, your analytics stack, which ones tend to be the most volatile and and where should you be thinking about not only right-sizing, but just planning to have more sort of integration headaches down the road? CDP is a good one, and that was the same for DMP a few years ago. But if you look at a CDP, it brings a ton of value, but from one vendor to the other, the definition will completely change from like just like a tag orchestration solution of from being like an augmented CRM. So like the Adobe or Salesforce CDP value proposition is dramatically different from what like a Tedium, a treasure data or like other solutions will provide. So you have to be very, very clear what you're looking for when you look for a CDP, when you start your vetting process. Any last thoughts on things that marketers can do to future-proof their MarTech stack? 
Yeah, I mean, the key question to me is how they will deal with the extinction of third-party data when eventually it will go away. Because most of the brands we work with are anxious that most of their marketing techniques heavily rely on third-party cookies, whether it's for like reach and frequency analysis, view through attribution modeling or retargeting. So you have to be very clear what the plan is when third-party cookies are going away. And you have to check solutions that provide like different answers, like whether it's like the live ramp of this world that will have their own identity management solution or like Wood Garden that will come with their cross-device signals. So to me, that's the primary question you should ask yourself when you think about future-proofing your stack. At the end of the day, we think of our MarTech stacks as static pieces of technology that we're weaving together to build this beautiful system to grow our businesses, but they are constantly evolving. And it's not just the feature sets, the underlying technologies are changing, meaning that we have to continue to manage them. And as you're thinking about future proofing, there is no getting around whether you're using connected point solutions or whether there's platform, there's always going to be work to make sure that your MarTech stack is functional. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Hugo Lorio, a partner at 55. If you'd like to get in touch with Hugo, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you could visit his company's website, which is 50-5.com. That's F-I-F-T-Y-F-I-V-E.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.